The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates, AM, and of course, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 204. Alabama win the national championship, 52 to 24. And, you know, listen, man, I get it. Ohio State did, they were missing 13 players. And let's not kid ourselves. Don't think for a second. Would have changed the outcome? Would, would, would Ohio State have won the football game tonight if Trey Sermon didn't get hurt literally on his first carry? You know, probably not, no. But don't tell me that it didn't affect the game plan. They were already beat up as it is. Trey Sermon, we're talking about somebody that has rushed guys for over 600 yards in the last three games. Yeah, I get it. Master Teague popped off a couple of runs. He was good in short yardage situations. But... You know, Trey Sermon's a stud. And they lost Trey Sermon. And the thing is, Ohio State, that's, you know, that was the difference. That's the difference in these programs. Like, Ohio State have, like, NFL caliber talent. They're going to have dudes who are going to be drafted in the top 10. And they've got dudes who are going to be stars in the NFL. But the thing is, they don't have as many of these guys as Alabama. And you know what's amazing about Alabama is, and it's the thing that struck me the most about them. Is it's crazy. Like Devontae Smith had 12 catches for 215 yards, and we'll go, we'll break down uh, what he did tonight. He set all kinds of stupid records uh, tonight. The guy didn't even play. Like he got knocked out of the football game. It's it's incredible. But he wasn't the only one. Like Alabama, they were without the best center in college football. And how about that? That they let him come in and like uh, play on the last couple of snaps and take the knee. That was real cool stuff. And it just goes to show what Saban is about. And, but the thing is, like, look, they lose. They lost Smith. Waddle played in the game, but Waddle was like, you know, Waddle was hobbling, man. The kid just wanted to be out there. He was sucking it up. You could tell how much pain he was in. And, you know, it was one by one, man. Like, Alabama's skill position players were getting knocked out of the game. Mac Jones was hurt. And it was like literally next man up. And you're like, who the hell is this guy? Then they're like, oh, and Williams with the catch. And this kid, Williams, like, makes this sick catch. And, and they say, well, yeah, you know, Williams kind of flies under the radar here because of everyone else, but he's pretty good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's pretty good, I can tell. You know what I mean? Like, the backups came in for Alabama, and then we're just, like, great. It's incredible. Like, it, you know, what a program. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Bring it. We do this 24 hours a day, every, every day. day. It's real. And it's here. We've got to come up with a better name for it than fantasy sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Oh, yeah, it's all set. They got the bug boy out. The bug boy. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're going to break his maiden. Really? But it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? 
Late Night Anger Management Class continues. I am Gable Berenci throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 204. Alabama win the national championship. They cover. The game goes over the number barely, at least over the closing number. Um, you know what? I can't help but think back to we were on the air for the the Clemson-Ohio State game, and the national championship number was um, was originally posted, and and it was 77. And Holden Kushner jumped in and said, I, I, I gotta, I'm betting the under. I'm betting the under. It's too high. And he actually hits. Congratulations to him. He squeezes it out at, uh, at 76. Amazing, isn't it? And, you know, listen, I had an in-game over 80 and a half, and I was very frustrated because there was a couple of occasions that we could have gotten it. Alabama took the pedal off the metal when they got to 52 a little bit. They were just running the ball. And that was that was a big key to this football game as well tonight was Alabama. Al, listen, Ohio State was scoring early, and they were doing it fast, almost too fast in a sense that it wasn't allowing, you know, their, their defense was on the field all night. You know, their defense was not in a good situation. Alabama did a good job of scoring, but not only scoring, but Alabama did a good job of punishing Ohio State when they did score, right? Like we're talking about 16 play drives, like really just physically draining drives, physically draining drives that, you know, it was just tough. And even when Ohio State scored, they would score like in a minute and a half or two minutes sometimes, and then boom, they were right back out on the field offensively, and it just wore them out as the game went on. They were missing. Um, they were missing uh, a couple of defensive linemen. It was a problem. And time of possession, guys, Alabama had the football for 37 minutes and 26 seconds. All right? And Ohio State were out there for 22 minutes and 34 uh, second. So look, Ohio State scored more than a point a minute. It reminds me of the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, when they lost to the New York Giants in the Super Bowl, set a Super Bowl record by scoring a point a minute. The Bills only had the football for 19 minutes that day. Like everybody talks about Scott Norwood missing a field goal, but the fact of the matter is the New York Giants won that football game because they ran the ball all day. And that's all they did. They ran the ball over and over and over again, and the Bills couldn't stop it. And it was one of those deals where, like, it would be, like, third and four, and they would get, like, four and a half. It would be, you know, third and three, and they'd get, you know, four. Like, they, were, they weren't popping off big runs, but they were just sort of always getting that first down, and the clock would just keep ticking. And Alabama did a good job of that. And let's be real. I brought it up. Listen, if Trey Sermon plays tonight, what's the difference? I don't know. You know, maybe the football game would have been 40, 45, 31 instead. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, I'm not I'm not sitting here telling, oh, yeah, if Trey Sermon didn't play, you know. And that, like I said earlier, that's what was so impressive about Alabama, that, that they did lose good players during the game, and it didn't affect them. They just kept going. And it's incredible just how deep the program is. It's incredible uh, what a job that Nick Saban has done. And I credit Nick Saban, who... You know, Nick Saban, is, he's definitely lightened up as he's gotten older. 69 years old, seventh national championship uh, for Coach Saban. Uh, but uh, let's talk about Devontae Smith a little bit here tonight. So 12 catches for 215 yards and three touchdowns. Um, so what's amazing is he did this essentially in the first half. He got hurt early in the third quarter. So the, this is... Um, 
These are the uh, these are the numbers that he broke. These are the records uh, that he broke. All right, uh, after tonight, so his 12 receptions. Smith broke the record of receptions in a college football championship game before halftime. All right, the previous record for most catches in a college football championship game was 10. All right, he had 12. And let us reiterate, he did not play in the second half. You know, when was he? He got he got hurt early in the third quarter, like you know, sort of midway, and and that drive that ate up like another six seven minutes. His three touchdowns broke the record for receiving touchdowns in a college football playoff game. Three touchdowns in the first half alone. Four different players have had two touchdown catches in a championship game, but nobody nobody ever had three uh, before. Yards and a half, 215 yards in the first half. That broke the record for receiving yards and a half, which uh, O.J. Howard had, what, 183 yards uh, before. Uh, Smith missed out the single-game record uh, by Jamar Chase last year. We forget about Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, the stud-wide receiver, was going to be in the draft this year. Um, he didn't play this year for LSU. He opted out due to COVID. Uh, so he didn't play. We kind of forget about him, but he's a stud, this kid. So Jamar Chase, 221 yards with Joe Burrow last year. That was the record. So he had 215 in the first half. Uh, total game, uh, two-game receiving yards, college football playoffs. He finished in, in total with 345 receiving yards in the two playoff games against Notre Dame and Ohio State. Breaks, uh, breaks the all-time record. Um, and he also had uh, six touchdowns in the college football playoff against Notre Dame and Ohio State. That ties uh, the all-time record. SEC records. SEC receiving yards. He breaks the all-time uh, record. SEC receiving yard touchdowns. He sets the single-season uh, record. Um, FBS uh, records, career receiving touchdowns, 46. And I'd say that uh, you put together quite a resume, kid. I'd say you put together quite a resume. And like I said, you know, he's a good kid, too. You saw his interview, if you, if you saw his interview after the game, and, you know, it's too bad that he couldn't finish the game, but whatever. You know, you won a national championship, you won the Heisman Trophy, and, um, and, you know, you had 215 yards. It, it, listen, he, he is very thin, right? He's not, a, he's not, this is what's amazing about him. Because honestly, if you look at all the Alabama wide receivers, you think about the Alabama wide receivers, you sort of think of like big, strong dudes, right? Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper. They're all ripped. You know what I mean? They're all like, they're sort of, you know, you look at that, the, the Alabama wide receiver, and they're all very ripped, physical sort of players. And uh, very, you know what I mean? Just very, uh, you know, very athletic, we should say. And you look at Devontae Smith, and we talked about it with Eli Gold last week, play-by-play -play voice of the Crimson Tide. And as he stated, if you saw this kid walking down the street, you wouldn't think that he's like the greatest college football wide receiver of all time. You know what I mean? He's not a big kid. Yet, is he, and I, you know, one thing that I, that, is one thing that is kind of not disappointing, but kind of sucks for him, but it doesn't matter. But you know that people are going to say, wow, look, he got hurt. He got hurt tonight, and, you know, he's kind of smaller. He's going to get hurt in the National Football League. He'll get a little bit bigger, and he'll be fine. There's players, there's a lot of players in the NFL that have been studs with the same body size as he is, and he didn't get hurt tonight because of his size. 
He got hurt tonight because his finger got jammed in just a weird way. If you saw his finger, sort of, you know, his hand got bent backwards and, you know, so I, you know, it's not like, oh, he got nailed and he couldn't get up. So I'm not buying into that. And I am buying it. Listen, this kid is a stud. As we talked about, though, man, listen, Jamar Chase is also a stud. And it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what um, what the Bengals do. It'll be interesting to see what the Bengals do with their pick. The Listen, the Bengals need some skill position players for Joe Burrow. But at the same point in time, they also need to protect Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow got absolutely murdered. All right, he got absolutely murdered. And I'm telling you, listen, as good as uh, as good as Devontae Smith is, I know there's people that think that Jamar Chase is actually better than he is. You know, and I'm looking at Walter Football right now. WalterFootball.com, always, you know, a, a well-respected uh, mock draft uh, website. They've got Jamar Chase going ahead of Devontae Smith. Bring it. Remember, you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, satellite, or the internet. To make it any easier, we'd have to move in with you. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So many sports, so many memories, so many players, so many teams, so many great matchups, so many possibilities. Now, are you really going to pass all that up? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without rageahol. <laughs> The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Abrexi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Shout out to all of our affiliates, including SiriusXM, Channel 204. We're taking a look at uh, the divisional round point spreads in the National Football League, recapping what happened tonight, an explosive affair for the Alabama Crimson Tide, a dominant uh, performance uh, by the Tide. Congratulations to them, but shame on the morons in Tuscaloosa right now who are celebrating. I swear to God, man, I saw, I went to the Monsters of Rock show in Germany in like the 80s, all right? It was like Dio, the Scorpions, um, Metallica, Deep Purple, pretty kick-ass show, actually. Um, and I think there's more people. I think there's more people in Alabama right now partying. Um, so listen, George Kurtz joined us earlier from Sports Grid, and he brought something up actually that is a very funny story. So, so basically, Stefanski, you know, head coach of the uh, the Cleveland Browns, he was unable to be on the sidelines uh, during the game due to COVID. So he actually watched the game in his basement, in his game room. His family were upstairs. <laughs> All right. So he went to the bathroom and he came back, but he didn't realize that he hit pause. All right. So Kevin Stefanski said uh, he must have hit pause on the TV or something without knowing it. And it delayed the start of the game. He didn't see the first touchdown. You imagine you're the coach at the Cleveland Browns. You get them into the playoffs. You can't be there. You're watching the game on TV. 
And somehow before the game starts, you get up, you get a drink or whatever it is. He said he stepped away. <laughs> he comes back and he doesn't realize that he was behind time and he hit, you know what I mean? He hit pause and he was watching like the pregame show still. So he came back, he hits it, he's watching the pregame show and he hears his family celebrating. And he's like, what the hell is going on? He said he heard his kids. Uh, he heard his kids going crazy upstairs when the snap went over Big Ben Roethlisberger's head. So he knew something happened. <laughs> That's great. You get these coaches, man. They might be football gurus and stuff, but you know, it's like Cam Stewart. You're operating a remote. They're operating a remote control. Or Cam, can you hit like pause on your? Can you just like? Can you go back in time, like, you know, like 10 seconds or something? So we're all going to be in sync. No, no, I can't do it. Can, no, no, I, I can't reach it. No, no, then he's come. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. That's some crazy ass stuff, though, huh? It really is crazy. It really is crazy, though. Like, these coaches are idiots, aren't they? <laughs> like, like, it's basically. It's basically like they know how to coach football and they've been around football so much that they can't do anything. You know what I mean? They can't do anything. You know, like um, like Nick Saban, actually. Nick Saban had never had never done Nick Saban had never done a conference like video call before. Like we talked about it during the pandemic, like all these coaches had to be shown. All right, listen. We're going to do this. You know, this is how you log on. And, and, you know, what was it about Nick Saban, too? Like, I don't think he did text messages before, but now he does. He does text messages. I think that might be new to him. But let's be real. The reason Nick Saban doesn't do text messages is because he's a genius. There's no uh, there's no tracing. There's no record of anything. All these other coaches. <laughs> so all these other coaches are morons. They have the texts and stuff like that. Did he get the hundred thousand dollars? How come? Like, is it not enough? Tell him we'll give him one fifty, right? Like other coaches always like do stupid things, like on text messaging. So you know, I, you know, like Nick Saban. I gotta tell you what, like as if Nick Saban doesn't know how to use a phone. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Like these guys always say that. Oh no, I don't know anything, man. I don't know how to use a computer. I don't know how to use a computer. I don't know how to get a text message. Really, they're text messaging agents and stuff like that. And, um, you know, they don't know how to use computers, but they're on Pornhub. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, no, no, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like baseball players. No, I don't speak English. There's one thing I learned about Major League Baseball players, all right, to claim they don't speak English. It is true that they don't speak English if you are a, I don't know, a male member of the media that they don't want to sleep with. If you are a hot chick, then you'd be surprised how suddenly they talk English. There's a, you know, there's a couple of players that even had me fooled. Where they're like, yeah, they don't speak English at all. And then I'm talking to a girl. She's like, trust me, he speaks English. <laughs> She's like, I know for a fact he speaks English. Remember, Sammy Sosa actually pulled it. Like, look at like Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa claimed in front of Congress that he claimed in front of Congress that he doesn't speak English. He doesn't understand the question. It's like, Sammy, we've seen you do 82 million interviews in English, <laughs> right? It's like, he, you know, once he's testifying, what? And I don't, I don't, I don't understand. 
And what I don't understand is how the hell didn't they have a Spanish, uh, anyone that spoke Spanish there? All right, so we're talking about coaches. I want to get back to Doug Peterson a little bit, but, um, and we're talking about Kevin Stefanski uh, missing the first touchdown of the game. Great stuff right there. But Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick is in the news today. And, you know, I tweeted this out when I saw, when I saw this story uh, today. I tweeted it out and I said, isn't this supposed to be, you know, isn't a medal of honor isn't the Medal of Honor supposed to be um, the Medal of Freedom, Presidential Medal of Freedom? Isn't that supposed to be like for real heroes? Like, listen, Bill Belichick is a hell of a coach. Well, he's also been caught cheating numerous times. Um, but I guess that's why Trump likes him so much. <laughs> like, uh, you know, so... They announced that um, he was going to get the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Donald Trump was going to award him the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And I'm thinking, you know, dude, he's a football coach. Like, isn't it supposed to go to, like, I don't know, like war heroes? Or I, I know there's different, there's different medals and stuff. but And I know that some of this stuff is symbolic. Yet, he's a football coach. And he's also a football coach who's been caught and suspended for cheating. All right? Numerous times he's, they've been caught for different things. There's always something with this guy. And it sucks, Belichick, because you are a great coach. And I don't take it away from you. But you're, you know what? You're like a great player that didn't need to take steroids, but you did. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bill Belichick is sort of like A-Rod. You know, it's like, listen, he was already amazing. He was already great. And, you know, he just can't help himself. It just is what it is. Any Anything to win type of thing. Right? It is just, it is what it is. So, you know, I get all that. And, you know, I, I don't hold it against Belichick. I'm not saying keep the guy out of the Hall of Fame or anything like that. You know what I mean? They're all stupid little things that he's done that, let's just be real as well to, to Belichick's defense here, that other coaches have done as well it's just they seem to get caught uh, all the time which leads me to believe that they're not stupid i don't think belichick is stupid so the fact that they've been caught a couple of times doing things leads me to believe that they're doing a million things and that's all you know we they, we only know about the things we know about but with all that being stated when i saw that he was getting this i thought to myself i'm like you know what this is stupid and, you know, he's a football coach. He's been caught cheating. It's not like he's a humanitarian or anything like that. Like, what are you doing here? But whatever. You know, Donald Trump's going to do what he's going to do. And, you know, he's been giving these things out like candy recently. All right. He's popping these things. Um, he, you know, he's popping these things out. You know, Annika Sorenstam, the golfer, I think, is getting one. Or she did the other day. A bunch of golfers. You know, just sort of stupid stuff. Trump's buddies, I guess. But... Belichick, and I thought to myself, he's going to turn this down. I, you know, if you're Belichick, like Belichick doesn't seem to me the type of guy that would want that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Belichick, I think Belichick has enough honor that, that he would say, you know, sort of what we're saying that, listen, I'm not a real hero here. There's going to be a backlash from people in the media about this. I don't really care in the first place. And, you know, there's more negatives than positives here about this. You know, but I wonder, 
would Belichick have turned this down? So, for the record, Belichick is declining it. Belichick is declining it. He's not accepting the award. New England Patriot head coach Bill Belichick has announced that he is declining the Presidential Medal of Freedom, uh, which he was scheduled to receive from President Donald Trump. Belichick cited the tragic events of last week as leading to his decision. Uh, interesting. Uh, recently, I was offered the opportunity to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which I was flattered uh, by, but out of respect for what the honor represents and admiration for prior recipients. Subsequently, the tragic events of last week occurred and a decision has been made not to move forward with the award. Above all, I am an American citizen with great reverence for our nation's values, freedoms, and democracy. A White House official tells CNN that uh, the White House has been made aware of the situation. A Belichick in 2016 wrote a letter in support of Trump. Our friendship goes back many years. Anybody who spends more than five minutes with me knows I'm not a political person. My comments are not politically motivated. I have a friendship with Donald. So it looks like, uh, looks like everybody's turning their back on the Don right now. We told you last night that he would be more upset about losing the PGA than the, the election. New York Times reporting the same thing now. Bring it. Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge. Or don't. And wish you had. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about sleeping less this is the sports grid radio network that's the dumbest bet i ever heard of i disagree i disagree late night anger management class continues bring it we're throwing it down quick as 180 minutes in sports it's flown by here uh this evening and i know matthias uh, feels my pain as uh, I could hear him weeping uh, earlier tonight, Ohio State team total over 31 and a half. And I tell you what, if those two touchdowns didn't get overruled, we might have had a puncher's chance of uh, getting there. We would have gotten a 31. There would have been six and a half, seven minutes left in the game. There would have been a little enthusiasm. Um, you know what I mean? There would have been a little, a little spark at least, a little hope. And I got to be honest with this. I was actually praying that everything, listen, I had a Lave touchdown, and, and I had over 80 and a half, but I was praying that they were going to score the touchdown, and for some reason, they would go for two. <laughs> Just randomly go for two and get us to 32. And, you know, they scored the touchdown twice. They scored when I checked in. I checked in, you know, to check in for the show about half an hour before the show, and, um, you know, we log in, the video, you know, hook up and all that. It takes a couple of minutes. So I log in, and as I'm talking to Matthias, it's like, touchdown, Buckeyes. He's like, oh, man, I need this. I got over 31 and a half. And I'm like, I need this touchdown. We got over 80 and a half. They say touchdown. 
Then they're like, oh, but we don't know. Oh, he might have bobbled it. That's the whole thing. Like, both of them were agonizing. So it was like, touchdown. And then it's like, all right, did they score? Then they come, they go to a break. They come back. No, they didn't score. Then they get the first down anyway. So it's all stressful. Oh, my God, it's third down now. They get the first down. They get to the five, seven yard line or whatever. They score again with Olave. All right. Touchdown. Oh, but did he catch it or didn't he? Is his foot in? Yeah, his left foot is in, but he bobbled the ball and then his right foot went out of bounds and like, oh, blah, blah, blah. We get screwed over again. And then on fourth down, Matthias, you saw Justin Fields, I thought, could have ran it in, but he decided to throw it. And for whatever reason, the kid, and I don't, you know, whatever, the kid was beat up. He played with a ton of heart, but for whatever reason, he decided to throw it 113 miles an hour at a wide open wide receiver in the end zone, bro. Like that should have been a touchdown too, but like he threw a fastball at the guy's head. It wasn't our night, Gabe. It wasn't our night, but you know what? We have NHL coming up around the corner. The UFC is back this Saturday and there's always NBA basketball. Sayonara football season. But you know, you, you win some, you lose some. Tonight wasn't our night. Yeah, no, I like your attitude. We move forward, and we're going to have to get into the NBA uh, tomorrow and a little college basketball. We've got uh, we got NHL hockey on Wednesday, get us through the week. And, you know, it's all about football. We had a great weekend in the NFL. We just gave a lot of it back uh, right now. But like Matias said and like Paul Bovia said, you know, you do this every day, you shake it off, you know, whatever. If I would have won tonight, I guess it would have been, would have, you know, I've noticed I got a window every night. It keeps the trolls away. They like it when I lose. They come out of the woodwork when I lose. If I win, uh, some of them still come anyways, but it's, you know, I need to win more uh, and then they'll stay away. <laughs> okay, so it's motivation to win. But if I would have won, the way I look at things like this, if you have a rough night, and for me, what's crazy is I bet bigger units tonight, you know, I, I attack this game. But what's frustrating is that one play literally would have put me Instead of losing, I would have been 50, like I would have been even. You know what I mean? Like I think I went two and five, and that hit, suddenly I'm four and four type stuff. Four and five, or you know what I mean? Four and four. I hit an NBA game. You know what I mean? So that was, that was the, the damn Olave touchdown and the over 80 and a half. Those two played, that one play, those two touchdowns that were called back, it was a massive swing for me. Like, it really just would have been like, yeah, you know what? I lost the Ohio State side. I lose the teaser. I lose the team total. But I hit the over. I hit the touchdown. I hit the in-game over. Right? And things would have evened out. But, you know, that's what, that's why I'm just frustrated. Normally, I don't care. You know, listen, I've always said it before, and I'm going to say it again, guys. If the biggest problem that you have in life is you lost a sports bet, then you have a pretty good life. Right? Considering all the problems in this world that are out there, if the biggest, uh, and it's true, Matthias, if they put it yeah. in that perspective, right? With all, and I'm not saying, oh, there's people starving in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, when people say that to you, it's like, yeah, you know, okay. But it is true. With everything that's going on in the world right now, and all the problems that people have, and, you know, we're no better than anybody else. We're all just God's people and uh, children here. Like I said, if the biggest issue you have is that Chris Olave was ruled out of bounds, then I guess I'm living a decent life. <laughs> like That's what we call white privilege, Matthias. Oh, my life sucks. <laughs> Can't believe I didn't win a bet. Right? Like, and people are like that. People are like that. They think that, oh, they have bad luck or whatever. No, you don't have bad luck. It is what it is. And like Paul Bovey said, if you really want to break it down, neither of them were touchdowns. It's frustrating. I don't like the rule. The Olave touchdown wasn't a touchdown. The, and it's funny because Bovey disagreed. He thought the other way around. But 
And listen, I'm watching the game. We were getting ready to do the show and stuff, and I was frustrated. It was late in the game at that point. But the first one, dude, he caught it. He was in the end zone right by the pylon. He catches it. He steps out of bounds, and it sort of bobbles a bit. And, but he still caught it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I thought it was enough that, yeah, he already had it in the end zone. The play's over. Right? Like, I thought the first one was kind of a screw job. A lot of it was really close. It was more of a touchdown than, than the first one. The first one, <laughs> the defender got the hand in there, kind of bobbled it just a little bit. To me, it was still a catch. So I was kind of pissed off about it. But the Olave touchdown, I you know, I got to call the ref out on that one because he got his he got that left foot down. And I, I know. think right there is a touchdown. You know what I mean? The, the defender's trying to get away with something at the last second. It doesn't work his way. That's touchdown Ohio State. I, you know, I don't know about that one. I was kind of shocked by the Olave touchdown being taken away. Yeah, it was this. You know, it's funny too. I can't, I can't lie, because when they went to the break, right, Fowler and Herbstreit both said this is going to be a touchdown, right? So they both said that this is going to be a touchdown. And I'm on Twitter and I tweeted. I said, "Oh God, are you kidding me?" I said, "I got a big money swing on this play, guys." And I said, "This is torture." And I got all these tweets right away. Oh, don't worry, it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown for sure. It's a touchdown. And I was like, you know what? I think it probably is. He got his foot in. And I, I'm not going to lie, too. I actually thought that they would give him the touchdown to keep the game going. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. one of these deals. Like, listen, it's, it's a, you know, they score the touchdown. It'll keep people interested for the next couple of minutes. Oh, maybe there's a chance. And, you know, for the, the betters and the point spread, it'll keep people interested here. You know, it's close. The kid made a hell of a play. Let's just give it to him. I'm surprised they were like cold. Nope, nope. <laughs> like, you know, no. And it was just so damn frustrating. Like I said, Fields had a guy wide open in the end zone on fourth down. And it was like, dude, he, he was running. I'm like, bro, because I had a Fields prop too. So it's like, bro, you can run for it. I think you can get it. And instead, he decides to throw it. And whenever you see a quarterback do that, you always think, oh, man, I bet somebody, I hope this guy's wide open because you're able to run it in, bro. But he, he, he zinged the ball, man. I don't know what, why he did that. Like, normally he's got pretty good touch on the ball. But if you notice, actually, on that drive, all those passes were coming in hot. Like, the Olave pass was a little high and hot. It was a tough catch for him to make. Um, you know, it was it was frustrating. But as as Matias stated, as Paul Bovey stated, um, we, move, we move on and uh, we get it back tomorrow. Like I said, if, you know, you're only as good as your next bet, even if you win, right? Even if you win, you're only as good as your next bet. And so even if we would have won tonight, I rather would have won because we, we won Saturday and Sunday. So when you win three days in a row, the account really starts to build. But even if we would have won going into tomorrow, we still would have had to have win. Right? So we have a nice night tomorrow and we're right back to where we started today. <laughs> that's the way, you know, that's the way you look at it. The only thing is I have to go, you know, I went pretty big today. So honestly, it might take two days. Right, it might make it might take two days. So let's let's say better for the heart. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying with you. So let's see. You know, I'll, I'll be honest too. I'll let people know. All right, we got back to where we were Wednesday night, and it's like, all right, we lost two nights here of our life that we get back, and now boom, we move forward. And you know, my account is still strong. You know, we got hit, but um, you know, we you know that's the thing. We didn't have that many plays. We did, but. We had, like, a, our money management wasn't bad. Like, a, a couple of plays that we hit tonight were nice enough to keep the account floating. But now it's all about um, getting it right. And I'm not even talking about getting it right this weekend with the National Football League. I'm just talking about getting it right 
uh, tomorrow with basketball. We've got hockey on Wednesday as well. The thing is, whenever there's a new sport in a rotation, that first night, man, you might do really well or you might uh, get killed. It's a volatile situation. And speaking of volatility, uh, let's take a look at the NBA overnight card right now. We have the Denver Nuggets uh, minus one at Brooklyn. We haven't checked in with this Kyrie Irving situation, but I think he's still flaking out, huh? So uh, Denver is minus one at Brooklyn. The Utah Jazz are minus nine at Cleveland. Wow. Number one, I have two things to say about this game. Number one, the number seems a little bit high. But number two, do the Cleveland Cavaliers play every night? Like, is, there, is, there, are, is that the Cleveland Cavaliers schedule? Like, I swear to God, the Cavaliers, like, have played, like, every damn night. Every night the Cavaliers are playing. They play tonight. They just play. Like, and the Cavaliers are always playing. And you want to talk about a team that's out of bodies right now, the Cleveland Cavaliers are out of bodies right now. So that's why the point spread is as high uh, as it is. But, like, man, the, the, the Spurs tomorrow night. I like the Spurs tomorrow night against Oklahoma City. They're minus two and a half at Oklahoma City. Spurs, an inconsistent team, but I like their roster right now against a deflated Oklahoma City squad. Yeah, there's another team that's depleted right now, the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll dig in deeper on game time decisions. Yeah, they're minus two and a half right now. The total is 216 and a half. The Indiana Pacers are plus two against the Golden State Warriors. That's an intriguing game and, uh, and number. But, you know, with the NBA, it's tough, like, to it's, – it's next to impossible to give overnight picks in the NBA right now. With the, with the lineup situations and the volatility and coronavirus, guys, you know, we've been so football-focused, but the NBA's been a little bit of a mess uh, over the last uh, couple of days um, with COVID, and it's, it could continue through the week uh, here, and uh, it could get worse uh, moving forward. So we'll break down the NBA games on game time decisions uh, tomorrow. And uh, we'll find some spots here. I got to, you know, like I said, that's the whole thing. After having a bad night like tonight, though, now there is pressure on me tomorrow. Right? Now there's pressure on me tomorrow. And the thing is, Matthias, and being around a long time, and this is for everybody as well, for, uh, for you gamblers out there, it's sort of like a baseball team. Yeah, you know, you're frustrated. You know, the other team just scored five runs on you. Right. And then there's a tendency to try to hit a home run like in the next at bat and, you know, try to get a six run uh, home run, so to speak. Start swinging for the fences and, you know, all right, I'm going to get it back right away. Let's get it back right away. No, you've got to just be patient. Like, that's the thing. You got I'm not going to say, you know what, I'm just going to put 400 bucks or 500 bucks on an NBA game tomorrow. Like, you got to be patient and accept, you know what, like tomorrow, Matisse, if we go four and three, good. You know what I'm saying? You no, know, I prefer better. Let's say five and three, like four and two type of thing. It's, you know what I mean? Just win a couple of units, win a, win a couple of units, sort of get back on track, build it up a little bit, and then come in Wednesday, and then boom, you win again on Wednesday, you chip away, and then you're right back, you know, you get your losses back. But, you know, if you come out, the old chase job, and I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of it myself. You know the mistake I made tonight, too? I wanted to get in on the Alabama team total, and it was 47 and a half, but it kept freezing on me. And um, I didn't take it. It got up to 52 and a half, but I didn't do it. But I'm pissed I didn't get the 47 and a half. Bring it. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our goal is subtle, but profound. We want you, Sporto, to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you got to do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, we're to the three-minute warning guy here. I am Renzi, Sirius XM, Channel 204. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. Kicking it in SoCal uh, as well. Uh, so as uh, we've uh, discussed the College of Football Championship game quite extensively this evening, talk to NFL football, just giving you some overnight numbers right now on the way out, something to think about. Uh, it's always tough in the NBA. You never know who's really going to be playing. Um, I can live with the Spurs pick that Matias was talking about. I'm intrigued by the Pacers at plus two uh, right now. Uh, the Lakers are minus five and a half at the Rockets. Utah Jazz are minus nine at Cleveland. And the Denver Nuggets are minus one at Brooklyn. College basketball overnight uh, numbers uh, right now. Games of uh, note. There's a lot of sort of, you know, Alabama State, Mississippi Valley States in the world. Ball State, Bowling Green. Butler, St. John's. The Johnnies are minus one and a half. You know what? Butler actually are not very good this year. Um, we're gonna, we'll kick the tires on this game. That's, that's a game that's intriguing to me. Uh, St. John's and Butler. Uh, St. John's minus one and a half. Uh, Duke are minus one and a half against Virginia Tech on the road. Minus 134 on the money line. Miami, Florida, minus two and a half at Boston College. Minus 142 on the money line. Florida, minus three and a half against Mississippi. Good SEC game uh, there. We got Davidson and St. Joseph's on the board. Uh, you know what's an interesting one here? Michigan. Michigan and Wisconsin. I've been talking about this for years, guys. But um, Michigan... Michigan is um, Michigan's a basketball school, and it's been a basketball school for a while. Like you, you know, it might you know Michigan might have been built by Bo Schembechler and the football program, but let's just be real. When we talk about the success of of their sports programs, the basketball team has been the one that's delivered. And we're talking about a team that's five and zero in the Big Ten, ten and zero overall. Very impressive start uh, for Michigan. They've been beating teams handedly as well. Yeah, they beat, they smashed Minnesota. They smashed Northwestern. They beat Maryland by double digits on the road. They smashed Nebraska. Michigan are laying three and a half to Wisconsin. Big time, cool basketball game. Other than that, you're on your own later. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.